Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Yemhotep, Indamanash, Indamana, Nangadef, Majwo, Habargani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings Family. This is Kamal McCasey Dehudi, and once again you have entered Africa's reascension. As usual, we'll start off with our pie or our libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. Odumakuma, Inyame, Inyamewa, a treaty upon. All over Amen Ra Amen Ra Nkulu Kulu Beje Ensa Asasiya Ensa Abasu Ensa Abasum Po Ensa Nana Sergibi Ensa Nana Esiketua Ensa Nana Dadakofi Ensa Nana Tigare Nana Tigare Nana Tigare Ensa Nana Kumi Ensa Kweku Free Ensa Akonadia Ben Ensa Nana Sankofa and Sa, Asu Bonten and Sa, Bocherewan Sa, Tamentan Sa, Oya and Sa, Oshun and Sa, Shango and Sa, Nananom and Samanfu and Sa, and Samanfu Abasu Fau and Sa, Abasu Abasu Fau and Sa, Yishremo Yansa, Yishremo Ahoden. Yeshremo and Shera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo and Kwaso, Yeshremo and Kwaso Abasuafau, Yea, and Kwaso. I ask that you, Odumakuman, Nyame, and Yamewa, I treat you upon, Olorun, and Kulukulu, use me and this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. I speak directly to their soon soon, their spirit, to reawaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside. The apae or libation is an ancient practice that is still done to still done to this day in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent, the place that we now call Africa. Past, present, and future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now 
and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. Again, welcome to everyone in the chat and in the call queue. This is Kamal Mukesi Dahoudi, and you've entered Africa's reascension. Let's get right into it. A lot of people think when they read the Bible that the same revelation that, that's written in the Bible is going to be their, their judgment in life. That Jesus is going to come and judge the world. And you're going to get hemmed up with that. You better be good. A God of justice is not going to judge the slaves the way they judge the slaves after. You start out with nothing. Everything taken from you. You're a prisoner of war. You can go to God and say, God, I never even got a chance to know myself. How can I know you? God even knows that already. So the judgment is not on us. But what we do, we forgot about us. We forgot about our God. And what we do is we read the Bible and we say, wow, we're going to suffer the same fate as the Jews. No, you're not Jewish. If you ever want to escape Armageddon, read a different book. we ask the question that's closest to home for a lot of people when we claim that we've escaped slavery and the slavery was something back there which had nothing to do with us today and then I ask you the question what kind of God do you worship? name of it who taught you to praise him what's the name of it who taught you to praise him was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores can you name one African God was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? And then I ask you the question, what kind of God do you worship? name of it who taught you to praise him was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores can you name one African God how can you then who define yourself 
the very essence of yourself and the very essence of your soul and organize the very nature of your life here on earth based on a God handed to us by a slave master claim that you have no slave consciousness and are not related to slavery. Africa was, is, and will be better off without Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad. All of the information, all of the information that we have heard from others in our camp and outside of our camp that have tried to make Christianity and Islam black or African is wrong. All of it. All of it. We Africans had gods, had spirit forces, had spiritual systems long before the divergent thought and the imposing thought of Christianity and Islam. Up until around 300 A.D., if we go by the Gregorian calendar, all, all of Kemet, or what we now call Egypt, called upon and venerated Amen, Ra, Amen, Ra, Ptah, etc., as their unique and special understanding of and relationship with the creative forces of the universe. For the most part, they honored and venerated their women, and this was shown in their cosmogony formation as well as within the regular society. It was these years that can, that can mainly be seen as Kemet having cultural cohesion i.e., the way of life these Africans created without outside interference maintained and governed their existence. The death blow that finally conquered Kemet after centuries, centuries of attempts by outsiders finally set in around 300 A.D. Gregorian calendar, and then Egypt proper was born. And eventually, this outside interference created what we call Coptic or Egyptian Christianity today. Amen, Ra, Amen, Ra, Ptah gives way for a nondescript and foreign God term and a non historical Jesus character. How do you get a group of people to stop? calling on the creative forces in ways they themselves created and get them to call upon those forces with new names and new meanings, cultural disruption. The same is true for Abyssinia, which became Ethiopia in 400 A.D. Gregorian calendar. The same is true for Kush or ancient Nubia, which then which became Sudan around 550 A.D. Gregorian calendar. So hopefully, I'm trying to I'm trying to draw a picture here, and I hope you see it. Kemet falls and becomes Egypt around 300 A.D. A hundred years pass, Abyssinia falls, 
and becomes Ethiopia spiritually, meaning Christianity incurs into these, these lands in 400 AD. And then the march continues southward. The death march continues southward. And around 550, it reaches ancient Nubia and Sudan. And that little bit was new for me. I just, just learned that from a piece by Kwesi Ka Pra, a great Kwa Pra, I'm sorry, uh, brother out of um, South Africa. He was doing a piece on the Sudan. And he mentioned this one little tidbit. Another irony here is that before the penetration of Arabs in Nubia, this area of Sudan had been Christianized from early beginnings. By 543 to 580 A.D., Christianity had established preeminence over purely African religious practices, and indeed Christianity then became the official religion. So 300, Kemet is no more, their religious systems are no more, Christianity hits. In Abyssinia, the traditional ways that they practice are basically no more, and you see this um, Ethiopian Christianity, King of Zania, Aksum, he proclaimed Ethiopia back then a Christian nation, one of the first colonizations that took place, the second one, if you will, um, 400 A.D. And then ancient Nubia, Kush, present-day Sudan, Christianity continues down and penetrates them and becomes their official religion around 543 A.D. When outside forces impose their culture upon another group by killing by ostracizing, by omission, by information distortion, etc., etc. After time, that said group's original cultural creations began to give way for the outside cultural impositions. You get a few generations of this, and the original cultural group will wrongly begin to personally, individually, and collectively identify with the outside foreign culture. This is why Egypt, once Kemet, after 300 A.D., began to identify and deal only with Christianity. This is why Ethiopia, once Abyssinia, after 400 A.D., began to only identify and deal with Christianity. And this is why ancient Nubia, ancient Kush, now Sudan, began to only identify with Christianity at that time, but then we know we have the Islamic incursions. The same is true for the Islamic invasions and the Arab cultural disruption of the place we now call Africa today. Before there was a Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad, we Africans knew the existence and supreme presence of Kepara, Ma'at, Jehuti, etc. Something traumatic happened to our African consciousness to get us now to only identify with and deal with any of these foreign systems that we now cling to today. That is an example of our present 
cultural disruption. If you cannot positively answer what we were doing spiritually before a Jesus, before an Allah, before a Muhammad, you are not dealing with Africa on our own terms, period. If you cannot positively answer what what we were doing spiritually before the thought, before the idea of a Jesus, before the idea of an Allah, before the thought and the idea of a Muhammad, you are not dealing with Africa on our own terms. This holds true for contemporary Africa as it does for ancient Africa. Before outside invasions in parts of southern Africa, people were calling on and venerating Unkulukulu. Now you mostly hear Jesus. In parts of East Africa, People were calling on and venerating Ngai. Now, you mostly hear Allah or Jesus. Before outside invasions in part of West Africa, people were calling on and venerating Nyame. Now, you mostly hear Jesus. Before outside invasions, the place we now call Africa experienced high high levels of cultural cohesion. And their relative peace and their longevity are its results. After invasions, which is the very nature of invasions themselves, the place we now call Africa is and continues to experience high, high levels of cultural disruption and cultural confusion and the constant turmoil all throughout the land are its results. No degree of bad scholarship loudly passed off as truth. No degree of bait and switch and cultural misdirection. No degree of focusing only on skin color and not dealing with cultural values, precepts, traditions, rituals, etc., can make false the real truth that the place we now call Africa was 1,000 times better on all levels you can think of before Jesus, before Allah, before Muhammad, than they are right now with them, period, point blank. Africa was better off without Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad, and will be better off without Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad in the future. We must acknowledge and step out of our present cultural disruption and get back to a culturally cohesive state of being. Now, to really, really see and understand all of what I just said, you have to ask but one question, and I'll even repeat it. What did Africa create before outside invasions, and what has Africa created since they now latch only onto Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad? What did Africa create before outside invasions, 
And what has Africa created since? We now, excuse me, they now latch only on to Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad. 82 pyramids. The kingdom of Manamutapa. The kingdom of ancient Gali, ancient Ghana. Songhai, most of Songhai, most of the kingdom of Mali, the kingdom of Kanembornu, all of that was before the thought, the idea, the conception of a Jesus, an Allah, or Muhammad. If you just do a little bit of reading, just a tad bit of reading, you find out that all of the world, all of the known world at that time, if they expected to be knowledgeable, you had to go to Africa. You had to go to the University of St. Correct. You had to go to Timbuktu before they became Islamized. You had to go to Kim. You had to go to Africa to be seen as a learned person. All of this time was before the conception. And I really, y'all really need to get that. Before the idea <laughs> of, of, of a Jesus creature, of an Allah creature, of a Muhammad creature, when Africa was the center and the height of the known world, was when we were operating out of our culture, out of our best cultural cohesive state, and that's when we were practicing and living our traditional ways, when we were calling on our gods and our spirit forces. That's not even up for debate. <laughs> I don't think there would be, well, I guess you could, I could phrase it and say, I don't think any sane person would debate that, but of course, you got some who would try. But if you honestly look at those times, no one was talking about Jesus, Allah, Muhammad, nothing. But let's fast forward now. Again, 300 A.D., Kemet Falls becomes Egypt spiritually. 400 A.D., Abyssinia Falls becomes Ethiopia spiritually. 543 A.D., ancient Nubia and Kush Falls and becomes Sudan. And then if you want to keep going with this, by 639, that's when the Islamic incursion happens. So we, right there you've got 300 years of, of direct, constant um, invasion coming in throughout the continent. When we fast forward and look at the state of Africa now, the state of African people now, what we've produced, what we've accomplished, what we can brag about, what we can tell the world. A few inventions. And, and, and when I say that, I don't want to put the inventions down, the, 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 what, what we came up with in all the duress of slavery was in the Mahafa was great that we came up with that, you know, cotton gins and all that sort of stuff. But comparatively, comparatively 
82 pyramids, universities, everyone coming to you for their knowledge and a few inventions. We call on Jesus, Allah, Muhammad now like a death grip, and the continent is going through constant, constant turmoil. Africa has been under attack. If you look at it as as, as a whole, for the last 3,500 years, I'm saying when you look at ancient Kemet with the Assyrians and the Persians and and the Greek, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, the Assyrians, the Persians, probably one other group, <laughs> then the Greeks, and then finally with the Romans, and then now now that's just that's just Kemet. <laughs> then you've got incursions from the Arabs coming in that messes up for the next six hundred years. <laughs> And then you get the incursions of the Caucasoids, which is going on right now. 3,500 years, Africa has not been able to take a collective breath and, 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 and get back onto the world stage and reassert her unique cultural existence to the world. 3,500 years. One continent has been under constant cultural attack. And one of the main things that was done was to break us down of our spiritual systems and spirituality. Dude, I, I, I hope folks are getting that. I see the craziness going on in the chat room, but... We got some good folks in the chat room that's handled that. That's gonna handle that. So I'm gonna keep going with the last little bit of time I got left. I will for folks that that got your hands up. I'm gonna talk for the last three minutes, do the closing, and then I'll take the calls. If we expect to ever get back to one tenth of what our ancient reality was. We have to move beyond Christianity and Islam, Jesus, Allah, and Muhammad. I don't care how many crayons you use. I don't care how many indinkra stamps you get. The Bible and Jesus are not us. I don't care how many crayons you get. I don't care how badly you attempt to translate our metumeter or hieroglyphics. Allah and Muhammad is not us. Islam and Christianity has not served Africa or African people in comparison to the totality of our history, period. Jesus, Allah, Muhammad, Christianity and Islam has not, African people has not gotten us out of our conditions, has actually aided to get us in and keep us in the conditions that we are in today. And if we ever expect to get out of it and to move forward and to attempt to reclaim the greatness that we all talk about, we all talk about the greatness of Kemet and the greatness of Africa, but we forget that that greatness did not happen within Christianity and Islam. It didn't. And so if we're going to really do that, 
then we need to start looking at what the what we were doing spiritually before these systems came in. Stop trying to make them black. Stop trying to latch on to them. We had and have systems <laughs> long before they came in. And once we start using our once we start using our spirit forces to move forward on everything that we want to do, then and only then will we start seeing national and international progress for African people. Because obviously calling on Jesus and calling on Allah is not doing a damn thing for the people in America, for the people in Africa, for the Africans in Australia, for the Africans wherever they are. It's not, if you're being honest, it's not helping. I got 60 seconds left. We're going to play the outro, and then we're going to take some calls, 760-454-1111, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation. system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. Caller 240-706. You are on Africa's reascension. Give us your name and where you're calling from. Um, yeah, I'm Brenda, and basically I am calling because I feel strongly this way about religion, you know, these particular three, that none of them are working or how is it working for you. Um, but the problem is, is that, uh, not that I really care because I don't hang around with them, but anyone that you mention it to, um, they feel like you've grown horns if you do not endorse any of these religions. <laughs> so it, yeah. no, it, it would be nice. I mean, and then on top of that, I'm a vegan. Not that that is here nor there, but I love my body, and I know what they're doing and what they've done, and so it's called the rule of self-preservation. So I even tell people with cultures, let's get rid of um, our Panamanian I'm, quote, African-American, I'm this, I'm a that. Well, let's just say carbonized. If you have any melanin, <laughs> how about getting rid of all the I'm from that kind? Well, you all were, for the most part, taken away. I mean, we know that with some all over the earth, the, co- the color has always been all over the earth. And that pyramids, uh, mounds were there long before Columbus. We know all that. Everybody knows. I mean, we know that. So, I'm saying, what can we do to move on? For those that want to go beyond the religion implicate the religious implications, and those that go beyond, uh, well, 
whatever it is that they want to divide about, the tribal differences, the cultural differences. You know, I'm saying, what has the government done to you? I don't care if you're in Liberia or Timbuktu. Is it working for you? That's what I ask. Is it working for you? I'm a free, I'm free spirit. I, in other words, no one. I wasn't born connected, and uh, even the connection with the, the biblical cord had to be cut. And if I didn't take a breath, then boom, I'm dead, unless they put me on a machine. But that machine would have to keep me living forever if I didn't take a breath. So that is a challenge. So I tell people, you challenge, I don't care what. The minute you enter this earth in this form, you are challenged. The point is, is it working for you? So maybe enough people feel like it's working for them to have everything stolen from them, to have their minds stolen from them, to go to a school system that brainwashes you, takes away your creativity, uh, that puts all this Jesus shit and all this. Maybe it's working for them. Uh, maybe it's a system. All you have to, to me, I tell people, ask yourself. Is it working for you that you work hard all your life and everything is taken away from you, no matter where you live at? What difference does it make if you're in America or or anywhere else? Is it working for you that you know you're going to work yourself to the bone and they're going to take all the shit away from you? And I don't care who it is, the top pyramid, Illuminati, I don't don't care about that. The point (laughs) is it doesn't matter who's stealing from you. It doesn't matter if it's the Morphins, the Mormons, the this, the that. If it's not working for you, which it's put in you before you ever took on any form, before you were male or female, it was put on you to preserve yourself. You know how I learned all this stuff? Basically, I learned from the animals. We're mammals. You know, we are animals, warm-blooded. If you go out in the woods, which I do a lot, and I listen to the animals, the butterflies, they can teach you more than what you call the two up, the walking Two-legged creatures that are working, that are walking, roaming this earth today. You can learn more from a monarch butterfly than you can from a lot of the two-legged creatures that are walking today. Definitely. So uh, that's definitely. what I ask. Is it working for you? See, the, the, one, I'm totally feeling you. Two, most folks don't want to be honest. Because, again, if we look throughout, because first you got to move it outside of just the individual, and we got to look at it collectively. And then if we ask that question, is Christianity, is Islam, are those things working for you? The honest answer would be no. But then you get hit with, well, that's all I know. My mama, my grandmama, or my great-great-grandmama did it. Um, I get a sense of community knowledge. All that sort of stuff. Your great-great, you know, that's the point is that I ask people, was your great, 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 and everybody else there, there you with you? In other words, who gives a shit? I don't. I mean, I really don't give a shit. I mean, excuse the expression, but I don't care that your great, great. was. I mean, if you did not take a breath, and when that cord was cut, I mean, people, children have been raised by wolves and have turned out better. I mean, so... You know, but I'm saying, and they and they don't supposedly they they have. I mean, we consider them wolves, but yet they have a more quote humane way of going about things. If you want to look at it that way, but the thing is, I'm just asking 
people, anyone. You know, is there anyone out there that uh, that maybe they call them free thinkers? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. People say, well, you're autocratic. You don't believe in any government. Or Hell, I don't need a government. If this is the kind of government that I see today to run my life, then you know what? I don't even need enemies. If this is a friend, then, I, oh, my goodness, what would an enemy be like? I mean, I don't understand it. What? So what is wrong with people? I know what is wrong. You, I mean, I do know why people are like they are. I understand biologically and chemically and all these things that the herd instinct is instinctual. That's why it's called instinct. So there, there a great deal of people, they do need to be ruled. They do need to be controlled due to this herd instinct. But when it's not working for you, there's something called preservation. Right. Self-preservation. So that's what I'm saying. I understand that many people need to be social beings and, and network and blah, blah, blah. But I don't. Not if it's not working for me. Hell, I don't care if it's my mother, my father. The one thing I can say is that, you know, I can look at any scripture, even look at that, and say, well, it was a wise person that could look at a mother and say, really, except you do the will of really what's within yourself, because actually you, it, it comes from within you. You don't have any need of anyone to teach you. A baby doesn't need to be taught how to breastfeed. I mean, this cracks me up. Oh, now the babies have to be taught. If you put the dog or baby to the breast, it's going to gum because it's instinctual. It'll sure. suck your finger. So I don't understand how we got to the point where we need to be taught everything. It's like you need to be taught how to breathe. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, yeah, I, I do. That's how bad it's gotten. So my pastor taught. I said, your pastor. Was your pastor born with you? Was your pastor there when you chose? Was your deacon, was your whoever, your priest, or the pope, all these corrupt, uh, what, is, what makes them any more better? What makes them, what makes what they do and say any better? Do they live in you? If you have pain, can they tell you, oh, let me feel your pain, or can they feel you? I mean, I, and you especially know, those folks that come outside of the cultural paradigm. I mean, what the the, the Pope and the pastors and all of that. They they they. It, it's it's a different paradigm. So yeah, this it's it's just crazy. Now I know I I will say that Africa's reascension, like it, in the front show page, I put that this mm-hmm. is an inter, at least an intermediate type show, and so I'm oh. hoping with shows like this to get those free thinkers, to get those folks that are already on the African path to move forward. That's why I don't get a lot of knucklehead calls, if you will, because cut it off at the beginning. And so then, well, you don't need your... that. I mean, I'm telling you, you don't need that because, number one, you only have so much energy that you've been given. You have so many, uh, you have a number of heartbeats. I mean, you're given sort of like this a number, so to speak. And there is no sense of wasting your energy with the, because number one, if they choose to follow a certain course, then that's them. Do it. I don't. If it's working for you, 
that's what I tell people. If it's working for you, if it's working for you to be in trillions of dollars of debt, and what does trillions of dollars mean? I mean, what does that really mean? What the difference, What the hell does billions of dollars mean? It means nothing, absolutely nothing, because it has no value at all. People, but you tell you tell someone that it takes an economist with a doctorate to tell you that the damn uh, dollar that you get is not really worth that the paper toilet tissue that you wipe your butt with. I mean, right. it's what you have made it. It is all. It's like a matrix. Yeah, so to speak. Duh, it is. If you believe in it, if you know, but to let that run your life, to let bricks and mortar run your life, to let anything, because none of it, you weren't born with any of it. You weren't even born the maleness and femaleness. I mean, going back before that. So, I mean, I'm just saying why for those that don't, that get it, then please, I mean, you know, I would love to be in touch, uh, stay in touch with those. But any anyone else, they drain my energy. I don't care who it is. Mother and father, and I've lost my mother. You know, I'm saying I don't care if it's an ant. If it's draining my energy and it's not beneficial to my being, then why? what do I waste my time with it for? Yeah. It, him, that, she, her, whatever. And that's the hope of Africa's reascension. And then there's like a network of shows where, 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 where we talk like this. And it's about finding folks like yourself and other thinkers like that and then seeing, you know, how close we all are and then linking up. Maybe you didn't know this person thought this way in your area and then moving forward and doing something together that way. Because there's only, you know, so much we can do on the net. So we use it, use that as the, oh, wow, I'm not crazy. They're saying this too and they're saying that too. And then doing something, hopefully with other people in the community, and then coming back, you know, here on the net, letting folks know what we was doing, the, the, the how it succeeded, how it failed, and move forward with that. Now, Blog Talk gonna cut me off in probably about two, three more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just. Can you leave your email? Leave it in chat or some kind of way because again. If we have no way of touching me, even though I know there's a lot, this is a lot more. You can only say so much on a phone anyway because everything is, uh, you know, uh, everything right. goes through. It's just a monitor. So, right, everything. And so, I, you know, it's, is that the one, this K-A-M? Yeah, that's right. Is this it? Okay, well, then I'll do that. I'm going to hang up now. All right. Take care. Thanks for the support. Okay, take care. Peace. All right, folks. Um, like I say, we might have two minutes left. I don't know. At 45 after blog time, don't cut us off. Um, but we 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 got to break the bonds. We have to be honest, honest with ourselves and honest with our history. That's that's what the sister was saying. We got to be honest. Is it working for you? And collectively. Honestly, Christianity has not served black people's purpose, black people's interests, black people's anything throughout the world. And so whether you want to call it divergent thought, we came up with it, or whether you want to say it was imposed upon us, either way, it's not working. And I did some shows that already showed it. We ain't come up with none of that shit. But for folks that want to go there, 
it's still not working. The systems we had before the divergent thought and before the imposition can verifiably be shown to work. We have to take it, dust it off, modernize without westernizing it, and push it forward in the present time that we are in now. All the dancing and other stuff ain't going to work. So, Abibi Fahodier, total African liberation, Yabedi Inkonim, we will be victorious. Talk to everyone next week.